Lauren Monroe presents Messages from Aphrodite. That's the title of Lauren's new album, a record full of music made for spiritual healing. It's Lauren's third album and her second working with acclaimed producer, Jim Scott. I am just a sparrow My first album, uh, I really, the flow was so wonderful and he was really open to just my creative ideas. And uh, he really got the intention behind my work and why I why I wanted things certain ways. And uh, I, he's just a very open producer. And uh, I, I was able to be creative. And the next album, I, I just had so much input and that he was like, you know, we're co-producing this together. You're, 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 you know, you're steering the ship here, and I was really grateful for that. Um, and we came up with a wonderful album that uh, had a lot of sensitivity and, um, you know, grit, and but also really emotional, which I wanted. Mm -hmm. so. so when did the 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 germ of the idea for this record begin with for you? While we were recording the last one. Right. Right. For it that's kind of and that now already you know we have our third album uh so at least three tracks done and, and it's just it, it kind of evolves because the way i write i don't really say i'm going to write this kind of album i just write songs and they don't really have a specific genre and then we just look at what i have and go all right these go together and these need to wait and these you know so it's just a constant flow of writing and then we decide you know what the the core elements will be for an album and then i start to really work around that so mm -hmm. it's fun it's fun. Yep. and you got some cool players on the record so guys like doug pettibone and steve ferrone so greg lee's is greg lee's on it as well yes uh, he's wonderful greg and my his wife uh, right. plays, they're, they're just beautiful people and just insanely talented and extremely humble and uh the kind of artists that i've been working with just they show such restraint in in talking about their, you know, um, just their successes and their careers. And, you know, half the people I've met, I don't realize, you know, what who they were and what they did. And after the fact, I go, oh, my God, this is I was just with a legend. I didn't even realize. It, you know? <laughs> uh, but uh, thankfully, we've all become friends. And, uh, you know, Greg and I have both performed with me live before. And I look forward to the next time I can play with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what were the set? What were the sessions like? How did they feel? Were they kind of live in the studio? A lot of overdubbing. What kind yeah, of mostly live in the studio. I mean, that's how Jim works. It's all you know. He runs through the Neve board. Um, there's not a lot of pro tooling. It's really just old school. We go in there. We all record together, and then and then what we'll do is take about five takes. He puts together comps and then we go, okay, let's try to make that little part better with guitar or bass, or, you know, let's, let's see if you can do this better, Lauren, in the chorus or, you know, and, and then it's done. It's really, it's very live and you know, we all show up ready and there it is. Cool. So it starts out with a tune called Gold. What can you tell me about that one? Why is that the lead off track on the album? Parts and heads. Reaching through the fall 
I, you know, I, I love the song. I think it creates a tone of emotional, emotionality, emotional uh, connection to the audience. Um, it's a really meaningful song I wrote during COVID when, uh, like a lot of artists did, you know, we all yeah. tried to handle what was going on and we put it in our music or in our art painting. Um, and that that song really speaks about the process people had to go through saying goodbye to their loved ones who were dying in the hospital where there was no closure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, aside from the pandemic, I, a lot of people have to do that in many ways, you know, say goodbye without closure. And so that song was really a memorial to the people who were left behind, who had to say goodbye to their daughters and sons and grandmothers and parents yep. through an iPhone or, you know, through goodbye. And then they go on a ventilator and that's it. And then we yeah. just, it was it was really heartbreaking for me to to know that was going on, and so I put it into that song. Uh -huh. All righty, and then you have a video for if you want. It was a Ford Mustang. I think it was a 1965 Ford Mustang convertible. I, right. I, I grew up in upstate New York and in Queens. And, right. uh, you know, those those kind of cars were just all around me. I owned my grandfather passed down his 1965 Chevy Impala. I had I a Chevy Impala until convertible. It, you know, the wheels <laughs> off. Did you? Did you? I did have one. There was, yeah. I remember I could fit 12 friends in that car. <laughs> It was like the bench seats, the big steering wheels. It was yeah. so awesome. So we did the video and uh, with that Ford Mustang and I was just the smell of the gasoline. Right. You know, everything. I was just so, so happy to be doing that and having my music be a part of it. And uh, it was fun. We did it in uh, close to Big Sur on Highway 1 and the scenery was, you know, so beautiful. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Now you got a couple of cover tunes, uh, Can't Let Go and uh, Calling All Angels. How did you choose those guys? Well, I, I love the song Can't Let Go by Lucinda Williams. And I always had a vision of doing it a little differently. And uh, when, we, when we tried it in rehearsal, we just automatically did it faster and a little more, you know, um, honky tonk. And it was, uh, it was fun and we were playing it live. So I thought, let's put it on the record. I've never recorded a cover before. Told me, baby, one more time. Don't make me sit all alone and cry. Well, it's over. I know I can't let go. I'm like a fish out of water, a cat in a tree. You don't even want to talk to me. Well, it's over. I know I can't let go. Yeah, so that's my first one. And then Calling All Angels by Jane Seabury. She's a wonderful Canadian artist. And... I'm a, a teacher of the healing arts. I, I work with energy medicine. I work with teaching people how to recover from trauma. And I would use that song a lot in my workshops. Mm. I loved it. And I, it was one of those songs that's like, oh, what, I wish I wrote this song. I, you know, I think so many artists feel that sometimes they hear a song, oh, I wish I wrote it. I, loved, I love it so much. And it really helped people. So I just created it in a more Americana way. Calling all angels 
So your other non-musical ventures that you refer to, how do they, obviously they do influence your music. So is it all part of the same thing or do you kind of compartmentalize things? How do you, how do you get through all that? For years I was compartmentalizing and now thankfully I'm, I'm, it's all one thing and it's, you know, it's all kind of integrated because, uh, well, first of all, I feel like the world needs this kind of service of, of, of music and healing. And so I wrap around a lot of my teaching and storytelling to empower people uh, through my concerts. And we also do a lot of fundraising. Every show, I uh, we have donated seats for veterans to come. I work with veterans uh, in the resiliency aspect through our foundation, Raven Drum Foundation. We also raise money for suicide prevention at every show. And we talk about it. Some of the songs that I sing, uh, you know, have a direct correlation to those topics. Um, and really the whole concept of, of healing from within and looking around the room and seeing how similar we are, try to evoke empathy for one another when there's so much divisiveness in America right now. It's just really, really rife with judging and intolerance and I feel like we need to evolve and music can help us do that to soften our hearts and to just look at each other with more empathy. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, it's the same everywhere. It's in New Zealand. We have similar <laughs> problems, you know, yeah, right? yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's strange, but it's just human nature. It seems to be at the moment. I can't explain it, but there you go. Yeah. I think we're going through a definite transition with humanity. And um, so I, the way I always explain it in a healing term is that you know when you get a wound before it heals it looks pretty bad yeah and this is where we're at we're yeah, looking at all the yuck right now of of the human mind and what we can do to really be destructive but at the same time there's a lot of good that's coming out and when we heal it'll be powerful and it'll be long lasting and that's where i focus you know it's a good way to look at it. Uh, <laughs> so, so I imagine when you're doing your live shows uh, with, with all this in mind, there's a, a special kind of connection that you develop with your audience and you must have some fairly intense conversations with people before, during and after. Is, is that I what do. happens? I do. And it's, I don't, you know, people are on a, they don't expect it when they come in, but I dive deep and, um, and and I always end in a very you know it's 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 intense it's powerful we look at the shadow parts of ourselves but I also bring it up so people can really experience things in a really joyful way and uh, every show we, we the band and myself and the music really wraps itself around the audience and we become family all of us and I I have to tell you I was barely shocked when I started touring this year. Every show, I get a handful of people that come up to me and say, I've lost someone to suicide. Mm. Every show. And it affects them very deeply. Yep. Obviously, the veterans are affected deeply. There's a lot of tears and healing. And uh, I think it just comes organically when 
you set the intention and you hold the space for people. And, yep. uh, and so it's a beautiful thing that I want to keep doing as long as it's needed. Yeah, it's a it's a huge problem in New Zealand, believe it or not. You think it's such a beautiful country. Why would that be rife? But it is, uh, obviously. Everywhere. I think we're 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 broken, you know, humans are are broken right now. And uh my whole thing is is really like there's ways we can save each other. Right. That's easy. You know, I, I tell a story about um a guy who jumped off the 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 Golden Gate Bridge. And he survived. Um, a seal brought him up from the bottom. Right. You know that. You know the guy. Uh, I'm forgetting his name right now, but he goes around and speaks now about suicide. Right. He tells his story, and the story is like so many other people. He didn't really want to die. He wanted to be out of pain. Right. And while he was on the bus going to the bridge, he uh, said to himself, "If somebody just stops and cares about me, I won't do it." And nobody right. did. Kids right. in the back bus he was crying made fun of him he got off the bus he was crying someone asked to take their picture so he took oh, people's picture you know it's we're so disconnected and afraid yeah. i think to to reach out to one another and then so he jumped and i always remember that it's like a smile goes a long way mm. someone's crying it's okay to go it's going to be okay whatever's going on just take that minute we don't want to get involved you know where everyone's like i don't want to get involved in that yeah i don't that person might be mental Ew, I we have a lot of these defenses that if we just if we just be vulnerable for a minute and reach out to another person we could change their life yep yep so, well this, one thing i did notice just arriving about. in in uh, nashville very friendly city mm-hmm. people are smiling at each other and, and maybe it's because it's music city or something maybe that has something to do with it i don't know so there you go one more song void of course what can you tell me about that something to do with the moon isn't it So what you say, won't you come, won't you save me? It is, yeah. Uh, well, I I study astrology. Uh-huh. And I'm always really interested in how the planets affect us as human beings and what's going on. Um, and the more I study it, the more I see this like intense correlation of what's going on in the world and the planets. And uh, when I wrote the song, I was looking at patterns of relationship and how people, you know when they become empowered how hard it is to like leave certain things in their lives whether it's a bad job or a bad relationship or we know we have to go but we're so used to it it's familiar we don't have the power inside and this song that song is about being able to um leave a relationship and i looked at the moon there's a state of the moon called void of course and it happens a lot the moon changes its state and when it's leaving one planet and moving towards another planet, it's void of course, void of any connection. Mm-hmm. During that time in astrology, human beings can have a sense of feeling confused or alone or like feeling void of connection. And that's why I called the song Void of Course. 
Very good. Very good. All righty. Well, thank you very much for taking time to talk to me. I appreciate it. Hopefully you can come down to New Zealand again. Love to see you down there. Yeah. I, well, I would love to play, you know, one of the engineers from my album, Benjamin Knapp, um, is from New Zealand. Uh, He's an amazing engineer. And my last record, I worked with uh, Neil Baldock, who's uh, now producing a lot uh, yep. in New Zealand. You know yep. him? I, I believe I do. One thing about New yeah. Zealand, everybody knows everybody. Yeah. Well, they're wonderful <laughs> they're ridiculous. Yeah. I look forward to coming down. All yeah. righty. Very good. Well, good luck with everything. And thank you again. Thanks. Take care of yourself. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.